Okay, Arshay. Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks? So, you know I'm not a coffee drinker. So, is this pertaining to coffee or just like maybe... Just all of the above. All of the above. I would say Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, thank you. Okay. I'd have to question our <laughs> friendship if you said otherwise. No, Starbucks is... It's too much, but the only reason why I go there is because it's the first thing I see going into the office, so, but Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. They are bomb food. I work at Dunkin' Donuts all of high school and college, and it holds a special place in my heart. And if Dunkin' Donuts had paid more money, I would probably still work there because it was the best. It was so much fun. It's the foolery that I had there. I bet. Okay. It's date night. Mm-hmm. Bowling or miniature golf? Mm. Seeing how I've never done miniature golf. Yeah, I'm one of them people. I like to sit in the house. I'm like a home. Well, not necessarily sit oh in the house. Oh, my gosh. I-, I prefer bowling, but I would love to do miniature golf. But it would have to be with another couple because I'm very competitive. I'm like, yeah. Are you good at bowling? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't like either, but if I had to pick, I would probably say miniature golf because, well, I would say this, because the more people you have with bowling, the less patience that I have, because I don't have time for to sit there for you to wait to do all that other stuff. But what if it's like a lit little situation, like a couple's thing, and you know, you guys are eating, getting to know each other, bowling, no? Bowling was the move after my junior prom. And I remember, I don't know what excuse I came up with, but I didn't go and I ended up going to like Denny's because I hate bowling that much. So, I mean, and I'm a pretty decent bowler, but I hate it. I don't like it. I don't I'm care about the food. No. But miniature golf, I mean, I'm not that good at it. I've never done it, so I couldn't tell you. But I know I'm, I would go with bowling. Just okay. because it's familiar and I've done it before. Okay. All right. Baps or girls trip? And for those of you who don't know, Babs is Black African American princesses. That's what it stands for, right? I couldn't. Well, that's what they said at the end of the movie. So, Babs or Girls Trip? Mm. I'm going to say Girls Trip. (sighs) Tiffany Haddish was really good in that movie. Are you kidding me? I don't like the way you're looking at me right now. Wow. Why? Tiffany Haddish was really good in that movie. And it was funny. I watched it at least four or five times. I saw it three times in theaters. So you don't think it's as it, good? It's good, but Babs, I don't care like what I'm doing. If it's on TV, I'm stopping to watch that movie. Because <laughs> that movie, it just it, it tickles me in a in a whole nother way. But I cannot stop laughing at that movie. The dance scene alone and they were practicing when Hallie was practicing outside the, um, 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 okay, okay, took me out. Okay, okay. Can we say even tied in? Because them outfits, them hairstyles, and the nails was giving me all laughs. But okay. girls' trip was up there too. So can we say both for like okay. a girls' night? You can say both. Okay, I'm gonna go with that. Okay, okay. Because it's gonna make me laugh off rip. Like it never get. I never get tired of it. Okay, if you can come back and be anything, anything, person, or creature, or animal, what would it be? 
I was about to say Donald Trump's wig. <laughs> what? Because that thing be having his own little laugh going on, <laughs> its own little breeze. But if I could come back and be anything, a person or anybody. Person, thing, animal, anything. I don't know. Okay, ask me because I really want to say it. Okay. Alex, girl, if you could be anybody, if you can come back as anybody, be anything. Okay. Okay. I'm going to be a mermaid. Maybe because I really just wanted to talk about mermaids for a second, but I just love mermaids. I've been addicted to trying to figure out if they're real or not. I think they are. I feel like it's a lot of ocean. They haven't explored enough of it. I think, so have you ever seen any of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Mm Mm-hmm. So, I only wanted to see them for the mermaids. In the last one, I was highly upset that they didn't have any mermaids. They talked about them, but they didn't have any. Okay? You passionate about it, girl. I was. I ain't even mad at you. And, like, low-key, when I went... Okay, so when when I was younger, like, anytime I got in the pool, I'd be like, yup. I'm a mermaid, and I would try to swim my legs together. Yes, and I used to be like, but secretly. So when I went snorkeling, the last two times that I went, I really felt like, which is why I kind of got mad when my fiance kind of like, you know, he wasn't feeling the snorkel because I was just like, you taking away my mermaid moment from me (laughs) because here we are in this ocean snorkeling with all the beauty that God has under here, and it lasted all the five minutes because. That trip, that excursion didn't quite work out how I wanted it to work out, thanks to him. Girl, I used to pretend like I was Ariel. Yes. And just be singing and and, and flipping my... Girl, what? Yes. Yes. I think they're real, but I don't think they look how we think they look. Yeah. I don't. And if they ever... I saw Kim Kardashian's daughter... Kim Kardashian's daughter and... Courtney, they had like this lady come and she dressed up as a mermaid and she was in the pool. Mm-hmm. And I need to do an experience like that. Just let me put it on. So, yeah. She can hold her breath real long. Yeah. Because she was just looking. I was like, bitch, if you But I don't want to, I can't open my eyes underwater. So, I don't think that would Fun work fact, out. I, I used to be a lifeguard for, I want to say five, five years. Really? Mm-hmm. I can swim. Mm. Mm-hmm. My father. Shout out to the black people that can swim. <laughs> we are far and few. <laughs> <laughs> My father was a lifeguard, and he taught. I have two sisters. If you don't know, mm-hmm. I have sisters. So he taught them how to be lifeguards, and then he also taught me in the same process. Mm-hmm. So we all knew how to swim. We just all summer jobs was always lifeguards. We always had a job. Have you ever had to like save anybody? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. See? Fun fact. When I worked at this summer camp, it was a sleepaway camp, and, like, you had to do, like, a swim test. So the kids got to swim every day, and, like, I was transitioning at this time with my hair, and I just refused to get into the water. I refused. All summer, it was hot as balls. I don't care. I wasn't getting in the water. So one day, like, we were having, like, a fun day, and, like, the kids were challenging the counselors to get into the pool. Now... I'm super competitive. Yeah, I picked that up a long time okay. ago. <laughs> like, dare, race, whatever it is. Like, I will play like I'm lazy out of my mind, but don't ever in your life challenge me, okay? And one counselor, he was just like, 
I challenge you to jump in the pool with me and swim across the net. Mind you, all summer I got away. When the kids had their little, when they swim test, counselor Alex is not getting in that water. I said to the side, you better call that counselor. I'm not playing with you in no water. So he challenged me. And my best friend was just like, Alex, you have to do it. The kids are looking at you. I felt away. But I didn't. And I won. And I was mad. And for the rest of the day, I didn't want to be spoken to after that. Because I got my hair left. <laughs> and we were in the middle of the woods, okay? So I didn't have all my hair products. I'm not mad at you. Yes. I remember the summertime, all I wore was my natural hair. Because I knew I was going to have to get in the water being a lifeguard and saving these stupid people's kids. But was it of, like, was it that the kids were getting in the water and, like, they didn't know how to swim or, like, they was doing too yeah, much? Yeah, they thought, okay, so where we live at now, I guess it was a lifeguard that spoke Spanish. I didn't, my, I, a spano no, poquito. Okay, very poquito. poquito. Okay. So this one little girl, she was like, I know how to swim. I took the swim test for the last lifeguard last year. And I said, well, I don't know who that is. I'm a new lifeguard. You won't have to take the swim test before you get over there. Right. And she was like, that's not fair. So I was like, okay, are you going to do it or not? And she was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to stay in the shadowing. So I turned away and I started walking towards the opposite end of the no, pool. She this little heifer. No, she didn't. Jumped in the deep end water. No, she didn't. Jumped in the deep end water. And I'm looking at her like, this bitch, she better come up. And I'm counting one, two, three. Watching her. Because, you know, when you jump in, you go all the way down. And then you can, you know. Come back up. Come right. back up. She didn't come back up. <gasps> she jumped in and she had like a necklace on. And it got caught in the um, the drainer. What? So I had to go How down and did get that happen? Shut your mouth. No, I had to go get her. How long was that necklace? It, probably as long as yours. But she jumped in. I don't know how she jumped in or if she fell in it or what happened. There, it right? got caught on the drain that we used to clean the bottom of the pool. Oh, no. The way I would have been yelling after I saved her. The Girl, way. I snatched it off. Her mother was sitting on the opposite side. And she was like, no, my daughter know how to swim. Da, 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 da. Not, not, not saying that she didn't know how to swim, but she got... Like caught, caught. Yeah. so she couldn't get herself unloose because she wasn't trying to take the chain off. She was like, like she's under the oh, water, and I could see her neck motions, like she was trying to. And I'm like, oh, why no, the fuck no. are you not using your hands? So I jumped in. Luckily, it was a two guard pool. So when I jumped in, the other guard just stood and watched and took care of everybody else, told them to get out the water so we could see what was going on. Because it's a lot of movement going on. I need to make sure I could see where I'm going. I could see up under the water, different things like that. But I wanted to make sure I saw oh, her necklace no. clear oh, as no, day. No, no. Because where the pool was at, it's a whole bunch of trees. So it's shade. So it's really dark. Right. But I could still see enough. And I saw, I was like, why is she, she not coming up? I found out it was a chain. Her chain was too fucking long. What was her reaction when she got out the water? First of all, if she wasn't uh, coughing up all this goddamn water. Oh, no. I yeah. called 911 to make sure that she didn't dry drown later on that night. Right. So she went off. Maybe you better like, go ahead with these terms. Dry <laughs> drown. I ain't never heard that before. So that basically means that you can, your body could absorb or take in any of the water while you're in the pool or in any type of water and you can dry drown. So you could be in your bed, sleep and drown because your lungs are filled up with water. Mm. You can drown out like that. See? 
So I would have been done for the rest of the day. Her mother, two weeks later, came back and was thanking me. Girl, they gave a whole little cookout and That's cute. just to say thank you. And I was like, I mean, I'm just doing my job, but at the same time, you need to pay attention to your child. You need to pay attention. She should have listened. She should have listened the Be first motherfucking time because I wasn't. What the test consumes of you're supposed to swim in the shallow end first, right? Before I transition and make you do a lap or two in the deep end. Right. And then you're supposed to trail water in the middle of the pool when nobody is there. Right. But she wanted to be hard-headed. If she would have listened she when knows. I said, uh-uh. do you want to do it? When I asked you the first motherfucking time, we wouldn't be going through this. Because I would have put everybody out the uh, out that side of the pool. Right. And tell them to go to the shallow end so we can do the rest of the goddamn test. She was showing up. She tried it. She tried it. But it's okay. I, I've saved people before. This one guy. It clearly says no diving. And this nigga gonna jump in. He dove into four feet and fucked all of his nose what? up. What? Why would you do that? All of his nose up. He was like, no, I know how to swim. I know what I'm doing. You, okay. What this nigga dove in four, four feet and fucked his whole entire nose up. When I say, like, it looked like a chunk of meat. Just Ew. sitting and flapping with blood and skin. It was legit just And what like was that. his response when he got out? I'm alright. I'm alright. Can I get a band-aid? Whatever. You call a 911. You want to sit and wait. Do they get banned from the pool? They're supposed to. But because of the rental office, right. they thought I was being racist. And I wasn't. So a couple weeks ago, before the girl... What's your black cow? It's, it's a Spanish area. Oh, okay. A Latin American area. So a girl had came. And the requirement, my supervisor told me that if anybody comes and they don't have a bathing suit on, they can't get in the border because their um, pool system was fucked up. Right. So it's it's eating up people's actual clothes. So the girl came and she said, um, can I get in the pool like this? And I told her, unfortunately not. My supervisor told me, no, not supposed to do that. The next day, the um, lady in the, uh, the rental office comes over and says, um, Oh, you were uh, being racist toward towards these people oh God, I and this and this and that. And I was like, the lady didn't even speak English, so how the fuck did she know if I was being racist or saying anything like that? The little girl's right. mother right. was standing there, so the little girl asked the question. The mother is the one that doesn't speak English, so she was translating for her. I'm assuming, but she translated incorrectly. So oh, I said, God. you know what? I, that was my last year being like a uh, not supervisor, a lifeguard. I was like, I'm done. Well, I'm I'm done. I can't do this no more. I'm gonna end up fucking somebody child up <laughs> or somebody mother for over here telling these lies on me. I'm done. Well, I don't have any more questions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing. No problem. I do want to do one quick shout out. I want to okay. shout out to Mr. Michael Love. He's a Detroit high school senior who got accepted into 41 of them colleges. I saw that. Hello. <laughs> You better do it, boy. You better do it. he got like $1.1 million in scholarship offers. He better do it. Oh, that is so good. It is. But, like, I just remember, like, my college applications, I maybe did, like, four or five of them. And I was over and done with those four or five. So, shout out to these kids that... that Are applying to 41 schools. Because I'm not. (laughs) Okay? I was done. And I did the easy apply at that. A lot of them have, like, application fees, so that's that right there is a good chunk of change. And we, But we got waivers, but I think we, I feel like I only got four or five waivers, and maybe that's why I only did four or five schools. 
So <laughs> that's probably what it was. Yeah, in high school, I know they gave us like two or three waivers mm-hmm. to apply. And then after that, they was like, you got them for your motherfucking self. And I was like, you know what? That's good enough for me. Mm. So I went to the B2K concert. Mm-hmm. How was it? Okay, so first and foremost, it wasn't just B2K. There was a, other groups there. And we went to the Virginia show. Um, so Chingy opened up. Chingy got on stage at 8.05. Well, okay. Right there, he had right no there. energy. Bobby Valentino was good vocally, but Bobby Valentino, he thinks he's still a young spring chicken. And he just looked, he just looked uncomfortable doing some of the movements that he was doing. And I wasn't necessarily prepared for it. Okay. And the funny thing is, is like my freshman year of college, he came to our homecoming and those same songs he was performing. So that was interesting. Um, when are you going to put out some new music? Okay, see, he needs to handle his situations with the trans women that he likes to mess with and all these other cases that he has going on. So I'm just going to leave that there. But he was good vocally. Um, Oh, my God. So Lloyd. So where we were sitting, I can't even really describe how it was set up, but I saw him when he came out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, is that Lloyd? And then I said it again, and he looked up, and then everybody was going crazy. So I felt like I was... <laughs> so because of that I thought the rest of them were going to come out that way before I get there Ying Yang Twins was there my friend you the window. yes so the one with the leg like he limps when he walks who is that I don't know his name the thicker one not the tall oh, skinny okay, one the yeah he was rolling on the stage and stuff. Now, it took me back. We were dancing and stuff. But I know he was tired. And he didn't make it out to the crowd like the other one did. But you ever, like, you ever around somebody and you surprised and you hear them knowing certain songs? hmm So, like, they literally did the whole album. So, my one of my best friends, Janine, all of a sudden, I heard, hey, and then <laughs> she was saying, like, word for word. And I'm like. First of all, I know that ain't one of their radio songs. And she was like, I used to have the album when I was younger, so I know the whole album. So I was like, okay. All right. So she took no breaks during their set. So being that Lloyd came out at that particular point in time, I imagine the rest of them are going to come out. So we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, Rasby peeks his head out. And he goes back in. So after I said, oh, no. So I told everybody in my section, I said, let me be very clear. I said, I will jump over all of y'all asses, okay, if my nigga J-Bo comes out. So I politely moved myself to the end of the row, just in case. Fortunately, they never came out. Um, <laughs> so Mario was there. His set was t- entirely too long. He lip-sang. I was a little upset about that, but he did look good. Um, and then when B2K came out... <laughs> because um so they had the little like video intro and they did like all these things from like the millennials like the clinton scandal they did the Janet jackson nipple slip like they did so much stuff and i was like oh yes i'm ready and they came out and they jumped out and jay bug was just looking all fun and delicious now little fizz i don't know if he was tired because they didn't get out till 11 o'clock but he was barely doing the steps he was barely doing the steps. J-Book, I felt like he saved up all of his energy to do this one dancing that came from, um, what is it called? What's you Got called? Served. You Got Served. But overall, it was good. Pretty Ricky did really good. Yeah, I heard they did really Pretty good. Pretty Ricky did really good. 
They really did. I just, I wasn't prepared for all of that. Even Slick, I'm the one with the big nasty dreads. Oh my God. He was really good. But, oh, um. Just thinking about his dreads from back in the but day. But it took me back to when I was in high school. And I remember when my mom bought that CD, that Pretty Ricky CD. And that was my first, like, grown and sexy where I was really paying attention to the words. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom bought it at Barnes and Nobles. And she was like. Oh, it's got parental advisory. And I was like, oh, it's okay. It's because they're cussing. Don't worry about it. And I got <laughs> home and I was like, oh my God. And I called my friend on the phone. I was like, oh my gosh, my mom beat a CD. Have you listened to it? And we would stay on the phone listening to a word for it. Did you hear what he said? So when it came on, I was like, I am grown, grown. And I know what they're talking about. Okay. So now I can really enjoy this music. But. You better stop before your mother comes know, and bop your right? ass inside your head. Like, you but, had me buying <laughs> shit when you was supposed to have it? Oh, my God. But it was it was good. But I can definitely tell that B2K, they are older. I don't hmm. know how they're going to do the rest of the tour because they all look tired. Even of Omarion? Okay. Omarion wanted to do this whole little dance sequence thing by himself. I really didn't get it. I mean, he did have a career. Okay, but I didn't want to see that. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't want to see his solo performance. Or about, and he was just dancing and he had a little ice box on the stage. And Girl, was, my shit, that got was His dancing was good, but I was like, this is what I was. B2K, honestly, on stage, they were probably on stage maybe 15, 20 minutes. That's it? Because you think about it, they only had two albums. So they perform their like hits. So, yeah. And then Omaria intersects it in and then they close it out with the song. So I think it was a lot of hype around it. Mm-hmm. I like the nostalgia for it, but I think I was most hyped with Ying Yang Twins because I forgot how many songs they had. And Pretty Ricky just took me back. All right, let's talk about these outfits because I know you've seen some, some outfits from back in the day. You know what? Surprisingly, I did, people didn't go all out how I thought they would have. I think if I had gone to maybe a different city, they would have. Okay, because I was expecting to see, like, the belt that had the little phrases no, going across the belt no. electronically. And, the- and my friend actually made my shirt, and, I, you know, I'm going to post it. Um, and she made my shirt and said, B2K, uh, Alexa, play B2K Pandemonium. And then her shirt said, do it for Little Saint. So I was, was <laughs> <laughs> So shout out to Janine and making my shirt. I was excited. I think ours looked better than their regular concert attire that they had there. But I did see a girl. She had on these pink camouflage like baggy pants. And I was just like, I know she went home into the box in the corner with some old shit. And said, I'm going to find these pants. <laughs> I'm going to find them. Okay. Oh, my God. Remember the jersey dresses and like the little, not the jersey dresses, the um the shoes, the boxing shoes that everybody used to wear. The fat firms? I don't know, but it was like boxing shoes. Boxing shoes. You never wore those? The Converse's? Like, I guess, and they come all the way up, but they the were Converse's, shoes. The Converse's, the high tops? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get any of those. I, I didn't have any of those, but I do recall. I do recall. It takes me back. The jersey dresses. I saw people had their actual, like, their Kobe jerseys, their Iverson jerseys. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is cute. And some people actually had the original Scream Tour uh, t-shirts on there. So it was cute, although I think our shirts were better than the concert attire that they were selling. What did they have on the shirts? I mean, it, it literally looked like they were sitting in a box from the Scream Tour. I'm just, I'm just, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I'm just, I'm just saying. But all in all, it was good. It was good. 
come to a city. I, I think you guys will get what I'm saying when you go. I think it's the fun part was just taking it down to a trip, of, like down memory lane, if anything else. But moving on, so just hilarious. Do you know who she is? Yes, I love her. I love her. She is. She super is so funny. fucking funny. She is. You know what? <laughs> Wait before I go there. So just hilarious. Um, apparently a couple days ago, she was at the airport. She was getting ready to board a plane, and she saw some sheiks. Um, and I believe they have some type of religious affiliation, and they wear a particular garb. And she was making comments while she was on her, like, live or video saying that she didn't feel safe getting on the plane. And for whatever reason or another, I don't know if it was because of something that she said, those gentlemen were removed from the flight. So people were coming at her saying, you know, like, she's racist, she's being insensitive, all this other stuff. So she got, she deleted her Instagram for a little bit, and then she got back on and she issued an apology saying, you know... I want to apologize to the Muslim community. I didn't mean to imply that you are a terrorist. I was being very ignorant. I didn't know. And some people are a bit on the fence about whether her apology was genuine or not. What do you think? So I saw the apology. I did too. I didn't see the story. So I was assuming that it was something she had said like, while doing like a radio show or something. She was at the airport in line. I didn't know that she Yeah. So they're getting kinda sorta Yeah. I didn't know she kinda sorta got them kicked off the plane. That's that's a real thing. Being on the terrorist list or no flight list or some shit like that. That's a real thing. Yeah. So for I mean, I think her apology was as genuine as it's going to be, but I don't know if that's enough. Because we we as black people were already yeah. Racially profiled every single fucking day. And that's, to me, the apology reminded me of when white people say, I didn't mean to offend right. you. I have I black didn't friends. Know. I didn't know. That's kind of. I'm not here for that shit. Yeah. And I get, and I'm not saying because of how people look or whatever. It is. I understand, especially with all that's going on now, the feeling of like when I get on a plane or I'm going to, I'm on ready. I'm looking at everybody. Right. But in situations like that, like, again, I always say, like, I don't think the airport is any place to play. No, not at all. Okay. I don't play it. No, I'm on my best behavior at the airport. <laughs> you want me to take okay. my off? Okay. I got you. I, whatever you need, whatever I'm you here need for me it. to do. But I just kind of feel like, and I get she's a social media person, but to me, it spoke to the idea of you don't have to broadcast everything on social media. Like, you took that as a moment to poke fun of something that you weren't aware of, which is what I thought was inappropriate. And then you made it a situation, especially in an airport, to where, like, you... And, and then to say, like, you know, imply that they're Muslim and they're terrorists or whatever the situation is, knowing the, the, the backlash that they already receive as a community, I felt like that was in poor taste. And for me, it's not like she's... 1920 and she's over there haha laughing like oh look at these people Mm -hmm. no just too too old old for that too old for that and her apology just kind of gave me like the white person who oh my god i didn't mean to offend you i didn't know i was ignorant it kind of gave me that type of vibe for it so i didn't i'm kind of on the fence about it but um i don't know if you saw in new zealand 50 people were killed at a mosque Muslims were killing yeah. mask, and uh, apparently she did go ahead and she donated money to that cause. So I just, 
I feel like we're in a time and area where we need to be more aware, Mm self-aware of our actions and our thoughts and Mm -hmm. how we vocalize, how we feel. But at the same time, I feel like we need to learn how to forgive. We are so quick to cancel, delete, block, Mm -hmm. don't support this person. Right. But where is the forgiveness in any of this? So I get, I get her apology. I understand it. But (laughs) at some point we need to address the ignorance. Yeah. You're right. And so it's kind of tying it back to different points of that. Like I think of just my heart goes out to the people in New Zealand who lost anyone to that. Such like, that is crazy. And the fact that he, it was filmed on social media. And I know in New Zealand, they are arresting or finding people for anyone who's watching the content. Yeah. Wow. They're not playing. So these people, um, they were in a church and I think four people were arrested for it. Um, but someone went into a mosque and shot and killed. The initial number was 49, but I think it officially rose to 50 people. And when he appeared in court, um, you know, he was throwing up, you know, racial sign, hand signs and things like that of that nature. So it's just that on top of the just thing. It's just like, sis, you, you, ha- you I just, I don't even know. But moving on with Jess, her ex-boyfriend, remember the guy that she was with previously and he was always like posting her pictures and she was always posting him. Mm-hmm. So this Negro went ahead on this long rant. I feel like I'm about to it. I hate when people do this. He went on this long rant and was just like, you know, Jessica's not who you think that she is. She was messing around with the married man. She said things about the LGBT community and y'all are the ones that watch her. And I take personal offense to this. And I'm saying this because my father is a Muslim. So for her to go ahead and to say something like that. And I was just like, for why? Not even for what, but for why? Is this the one? Okay. So was this the one with the cornrows, right? Yes. And they're not together anymore? No. I hate when people do things to try to be relevant. Just wasn't thinking about you. Stop. Stop. Because I'm sure you were probably around when she's made any those jokes you any probably other time. You with Kicking her, too. It up. So stop. Sarks and Rob saying, oh, no, He's take upset. this line up. Put it in there. He's Don't upset. be upset because you got left in the past. I, I can't. I, just I stop just, it. I was so... I was so over him. So who is she with now? She is with another comedian and I didn't even know that her previous boyfriend was a comedian so I just found I that out either. and then he promoting his show or whatever it is yes but aside from your discretion Jess for what you did uh he's still watching whatever it is that you're doing obviously and he's looking for a way to go ahead and stay relevant obviously I don't understand um yeah, so, but seriously, though, on a serious note, my heart goes out to those people in New Zealand. I cannot, the fact that you can't even go into a place of worship and feel safe. Like, my anxiety would be on an all-time 10. I don't know. I go, the church that I do go to, it is a bigger church, and they do have armed officers. And when I really think about it, like, now, it's, like, crazy to think that, like, that's a normal to me. Like, I walk into the church, and there's an armed police officer. You walk into a school, I mean, my high school had police officers as well, but there's police officers. You go into a hospital, you go into all these different places, and people are not armed now. And I think that's crazy. It's insane, but 
Just your comments. Um, yeah, no. No. We need to be aware, but I do think forgiveness is key, as you did say, but she got one more time. Right. She got one more time. Mm. Speaking of ignorant folks knows. So... <laughs> Oh, Lord. Father God. So, y'all know I am from Connecticut. And I just want to debunk the rumor, first and foremost, that all of Connecticut is not like Greenwich. As people think that Connecticut is all just rich white people, there are plenty of... There are several black people that live in Connecticut. I was one of them. <laughs> I did not live in one of those... Is <laughs> We are there, okay? Um... We are a part of the tri-state. The tri-state does not include uh, Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. For some of y'all ignorant folks, is not a state, okay? So I want to be very clear that the tri-state is made up of Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey. And black people do live in Connecticut. However, however, in this particular instance, a white woman (laughs) was in East Haven, Connecticut, and she was shopping at ShopRite. And I don't particularly know what started off the conversation or the issue, but this white woman goes ahead and she calls 911. She calls 911 three different times and she reports an issue that she's having with this black man. And on camera, she's seen giving explicits and calling him a nigger and saying he's a motherfucker and all these other issues and all these other racial slurs in front of her children. As people, we are in the age of social media, people recognized her face and come to find out she worked in the school district for a school. Mm. And you know, they got on that ass. She took it upon herself to resign, but I'm sure they were going to fire her anyway. Right. They probably gave her one fucking option and I was, you resign now or we could fire your ass later. What you want? Okay. Do? And her name is, Lord, I can't even read my whole writing. I either wrote down Kareen or Connie. McGuffney <laughs> terrain. <laughs> Connie sounds more. <clears throat> it could be Kareen. No, she was like white. a Connie. A Connie. Because she was out there spitting. She was like, everything. you motherfucker. No, she was actually spitting. Yeah, and that was it. Now, first of all, they were pretty comic collected. Spitting me, bitch, you won't lose your whole fucking life in front of your kids. I don't. I just. That's. That's so disrespectful. First of all, first, first of all. I don't want your bodily fluids on me. People are getting real bold. Let's be clear about that. They're getting bold because of that president that's in office. And for me, I don't know when y'all white people will learn. We ain't playing with y'all no more. We're not. Phones have cameras, which are connected to social media. Y'all are losing y'all jobs. People are looking you up. So you can't cut up no more and not, and think that no one is going to catch you on camera and that your job isn't going to find out about it. That's what I don't understand. The second you pull out your... Like, there have been moments, like I said, when I was at the airport on the plane and a woman pissed me off about my bag. Not only was I afraid to get, off, to get kicked off the plane because I couldn't afford another flight, but I'm not trying to be on nobody's camera. I'm not. I'm not trying to be on anybody's camera. So the fact that she felt comfortable, number one, to cut up like that, and I would have thought with the camera, she would have shut her mouth. She continued on. In recent videos that I've seen, they've blurred out her children's faces. Mm -hmm. But in the initial video, you can see her kids' faces. And they look mortified. Like, and you cutting up like that in front of your kids? Now, she's done it before. You think so? Yeah. 
Yeah, she's cussing in front of her kids. I'm not even talking about cussing, but I'm talking about cutting up like that. See, her cutting up and my cutting up, two different things. What you trying to say? White people's cutting up is different from white people's cutting up. From black people's cutting up. Yeah, we lay hands. We don't lay bodily fluids. I just don't ever think it's that deep. And uh, granted, I don't know what it was that they were fun about, but y'all up in the grocery store. Exactly. With with kids. Kids. Have you ever had to, like, come out of character in front of your kids? No. In public? Mm Mm-mm. In the moment I do, I don't think nobody wants to see that. Because I'm serious. Like, not... Okay, so if we have an issue and my kids are there, you better hope their father is there. You better hope. Have you ever cut up in front of your husband in public? No. No. It takes a... First of all, people... I guess (laughs) I have... I suffer from um, resting bitch face. So people know (laughs) not to fuck with me. You do. When I first met you, I was just like, I'm going to just say hi and (laughs) I'm not gonna, I'm good. I, I'm not even gonna hold a conversation. I just hit a we hit you with the right there. Right. And then once you get to know me, I'm not even bad. I just suffer from resting bitch face. And I don't even know that I'm doing it. I just literally it's just a face I make. So I think people are very turned off. Well not turned off, but they're just very put off and they just like, oh don't fuck with her. And, and you're right, don't. Because I see a lot of these videos when these women are fighting in grocery stores and different right. things like that, because a lot of people are starting to get out of out of pocket. Try me if you want to. Mm, the Southeast, huh? The DC. Girl, girl, try me if you want to. It's nothing just... to be played with. I'm very quiet, but I will I will come out of character for you. I don't think I've ever, and I think we had this conversation last week, I don't think I've ever had to, like, turn up, turn up in public. But then now, like, I'm conscious because of, like, phones and things like that. Because the second anybody does something, somebody's pulling out their phone. I almost had to come out of character with my kids, but it wasn't, it wasn't something that needed me to be, it wasn't something that needed me to address it in a way that my mind was getting ready to go. Like I was getting ready to let her ass have it, but it wasn't that serious. So, you know, like you stand in the line and they automatically, or they just imagine somehow open another line so they say oh we can help you next i was literally next in line this lady literally started putting her stuff on the thing so i'm like okay i'm next in line i started moving over she comes oh she was talking to me and you know she got real bold so i was like she wasn't talking to you i was like hold on wait Two plus two is not four right now. I should take a couple deep breaths because your children are with you and you don't want to... This is all that's playing in my head right now. It was like, bitch, she got she got me all types of fucked up. Like, what's going on? Take deep breaths. You okay? I should get it together. Get it together. This is all the shit that's running through my head. So I say, you know what? It's not even that deep, boo. You want to jump in front of me? Go ahead. Yeah. What's she do? I was really nice. She was like, well, you should have known. I said one more time. That. Don't do that. And I, said, I, I did it like my mother because my mother used to do this all the time. She used to say, one more time. And she got real loud. And then that's when everybody started looking at me because she started to piss me off. I said, get in front of me. It's not that deep. You had already started putting your stuff up. Right. But it's not that big of a fucking deal where I'm going to get out of character for you. But I will let you know. I said, get in front of me. It's not that deep. And if you want to run off at your mouth one more time, one shut more. your ass up. 
and getting this live. See, I have such <laughs> a delayed. The you one do. time that I got, but I thank God for it because it wasn't always like that. Like the one time I did get out of pocket and character, no one was around. Um. Oh, you know, I always say to myself, if I ever see her again in life, what am I going to do? Um, I'm not going to go there because it's not a proud moment, but I would do it again. But one other time that is really more so embarrassing, and I was glad nobody filmed anything. This is totally ridiculous. But when I used to live at the apartment complex, one day I was coming out of my car and I kept feeling like somebody was throwing something at me, like an acorn. And I'm looking over, and I'm like, yo, who is throwing something at me? Like, I'm, I'm getting mad. And I see these group of people. Oh, my God. I see these group of people, and they're in front of me. And I was just like, I walked up to her. I said, did you throw something at me? She said, what? I said, did you throw something at me? She says, no. So I turned around. I went back to what I was doing. I felt it again. And I stopped putting my bags down. I said, yes, you did. And then I felt it again, and I looked, and it was the squirrel was. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> <laughs> and I hurried up and I ran inside. You went to the so, lady, <laughs> and she was with her friends, and I know they were looking at me like she is crazy because I really charged over at her. I was just like, "Yes, you did," and. I politely said, I said, oh my God, I'm so sorry it was. And she, she was just like, it's wrong with her. She probably didn't even hear me say that what it was. So I'm laughing to myself. So I go back in. So every time after that I saw her, I was trying to like wave. <laughs> she was just like, roll her eyes at This bitch again. Here you come with this stupid shit again. If you oh my you, gosh. That is embarrassing, but so fucking funny. It, but you know what, though? Like, I was really mad. Like, when I think about, like, how hyped up I was getting ready to get. Because I was like, I put my stuff down. And I said, yes, yes you, you did. did. And she yes, was, you did, bitch. She you waggedy bitch. Over here <laughs> throwing air cones at me, bitch. Have a last bitch. Right. Turn around, goddamn squirrel. And she looked at me and, like, and I guess I was interrupting her conversation when I kept saying to her, yes, you did. So... When I saw her the next week, I tried to wave. I saw her a couple times after that, and she was just always just like, roll her eyes at me. So, I'm sorry. But I thank God that there was, like, no camera or anything like that, because the the level that I was getting ready to turn up to in that moment, because I knew I wasn't being crazy. But the crazy part is, though, is that she didn't even see the damn thing throwing the acorns at me. She didn't even see it. Because she was too busy in her conversation. Because I kept, and I'm like, you just saw it. But that's. <laughs> but aside from that, the one time that I did have to turn up, um, I am glad that there were no cameras or anything around. Um, I'm glad none of the students walked in. Because if, I, if that was the case, I probably would have been on Fox 5 News. And PG County Public Schools would have been up there. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and Children's. Children's Hospital would have been up there. Okay? <laughs> Reboot of Drake and Josh. Were you really into that show? I know I wasn't. I wasn't. 
I knew who they were, but I can't ever say that I watched the show. I feel like it's a lot of reboots coming back out now. And I don't think they need to. A lot of them don't need to. I think the best one they've done so far is uh, Raven's Home. I haven't watched it. It's really good. It's really funny. I saw like a snippet of it's it really one time. Good. So what is it that her daughter... She has a son and daughter and the, the son is the one that has like the the visions or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to tell his mom... And she don't want to tell them that she sees visions. Okay. So, I don't know if you... Did you watch that, so Raven? Yeah. Okay. So, Raven was dating that boy Devon. at the end. Devon. Yeah, isn't he the dad? He's the, he's the dad. So, I thought that was so cute. Her and Chelsea live together in an apartment. Chelsea has a kid. Okay. So, it was really cute. You got to check it out. Hmm. Maybe. You should. I, see, I, I remember when they tried to reboot Boy Meets World. And I used to like Boy Meets World. But yeah, girl I don't, world now. To girl, I think my thing is with the reboots is that I don't like how they try to, the 90s to me was just so classic. classic. You didn't have to worry about like, I think of like if they did Living Single Now, mm-hmm. like with the social media, it's just like, ew, it just takes away from it. It just takes like, if they did like Martin or if they did Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and things like that. I just feel like it just, the nostalgia there is just the 90s stuff. The so would you be down with a, a reboot of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? No. They released like a clip yeah. of like if it was this year. I didn't watch it and I didn't want to. Because I, I was listening to it and someone was talking about it. They said like they were making it like too serious. Yeah, it's just supposed to be fun. No. Oh. But then I don't think shows are... I don't. I can't really say that there's any like sitcom that I watch of this era, other than maybe like Grownish and Blackish. But one, but even then, I'm just like, eh. I love Grownish. Blackish kind of like fell off. I feel like they kind of whitewashed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Grownish, I love Grownish. I like Grownish, but I can't say that it's something that I want to watch over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like with Fresh Prince. I've probably seen all those episodes a multiple a multitude of times, but I don't care if I see it again. Grownish, I don't want to see it again. Yeah, Grownish is one of those. I watched the season. Let's go to the next season because it's a show where all of them follow up. Mm-hmm. Fresh Prince is like every episode was something new. It was like a new something going on right. for the most part. But they could stop with the reboots. I know this is kind of off topic, but I used to love um, single ladies. When it was on VH1. Okay, I watched, I watched like was the first my or two seasons. That was my shit seasons. until BET got a hold of it. Yeah. I you know, BET when has BET a t- get a hold of shit, it just... The game whack. was like that. Did you ever watch the yes. game? Yes. Okay. That was my shit. And then BET got a hold of it. Tasha Mack and then Kelly left. And then Lauren London was on there. And it was just like... You know what? I'm done. No. I'm done. BET I, just no. gets a hold of shit and fucks it up. I'm sorry. Like, hit the floor. I used to love watching hit the floor. And then BET got a hold of it. And I was like, you know, I don't want to see nothing. I, I, the game to me is the most distinctive one where I was just like, you know what? Y'all could have just, it could have just been what it was. I used to love Stacey Dash on um, Single Ladies. Mm-hmm. I felt like she made the show. 
It was a good show. It was a good show. And then it's like BT got a hold of it. Stacey Dash did whatever her little stupid ass did. And then they brought in another little pretty young girl. It was good. And then BET got a hold of it. Like I said, <laughs> I ain't gonna continue to say the same shit. BET just fucks up good shows. But you know that um, Being Mary Jane is coming back on. But I think they're continuing. I wasn't a big fan of Being Mary Jane. No. Mm-mm. I could take it or leave it, but it became to be new season, new man for me. And it was just like, okay, like... Too much. It's too much. I couldn't keep up with all the men. So I left. I I took it for a little bit and then I left. What would you want to be rebooted? Mm. I would want to see... I don't know if I would want to see Martin. but Because Tommy's not here anymore. Tommy passed away. Yeah. But I would kind of want to see Martin. But it has to be the same characters. But I don't want to see Martin and them now with kids. I wouldn't want to see that. Because you think about it now, if you bring it back now, their age, they're going to have kids. Are they still going to be living in the apartment? All that stuff. That's why I wouldn't want to... Yeah, maybe we should just leave it in the 90s. Everything was better in the 90s. I don't know. I I don't know. If I had to pick a show, I think it would either be... Fresh Prince or Martin. You know what? Reboot. Maybe Moesha, and only because I want—I didn't like how they ended Moesha. Mo to the, e e to to the, the Moesha. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't like how they ended it because the last episode, Miles was kidnapped. But then Akeem passed away and Dell passed mm-hmm. away, so it's just you can't watch it. No, I'm good. I'm good on that. But speaking of comebacks. So, you know, Wendy Williams was on her hiatus mm-hmm. and she came back and while she was gone, people were allegations and stories were coming up that her husband was uh, still dealing with his mistress while uh, Wendy was out. Take care of her, whatever it is that he had bought a house for his mistress. So Wendy Williams came back. She was gone for about a two month hiatus and she came back and she was saying that she was dealing with, you know, her broken shoulder bone and she was trying to recover from her Graves disease and all this other stuff. Okay, I wasn't really buying it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So, backtracking, Charlemagne the God, who was on The Breakfast Club, and I'm obsessed with Charlemagne. If y'all don't know, y'all should read his book. It's great. Um, he used to, he got his start working with Wendy Williams. And they had a falling out because of Wendy's husband. And so, every now and then on the show, he would say, like, you know, Wendy Williams' husband is a bad dude. Like, he kept saying, like, more stuff is about to come out. You just wait. So, the other day... On TV, mind you, she's only been back on TV for maybe like two weeks. Wendy revealed that she has been living in a sober living facility for a while now. So it went back. So I went back digging up and watching the clips. And Charlamagne had said, we already knew Wendy was in a sober living facility. Now, Wendy claims is that she was addicted to, she got, she was a previous drug user of cocaine for many years. But she had been sober for nine and a half years. But she claims that after her injury, she was became addicted to painkillers and things like that. Now, me personally, my theory is, is that your no good, cheating ass husband brought you back into that relapse, among other things. I agree, but you have to remember, if you have um, addictive traits, you can mm-hmm. get it. You're easily able to addict. Right be addicted to something else so not i i kind of agree with that i didn't know that she i don't first of all i don't really follow her because i feel like she's me- <clears throat> she's messy herself mm-hmm. and then she has her own messy ass life 
Right. So it's too much mess for me. Right. So. Ugh. I think for me, it's, I, I am aware of the addictive trait and, you know, anything could trigger someone. Right. However, and yes, that is her job. However, I think it's now to a point to where you can't hide this anymore. Mm-hmm. Because right afterwards, they said a few minutes before, she found out that the Daily Mail was getting ready to run a report that she was living in a sober living facility. And now the mistress, who's Wendy Williams is about 52, her husband is 47, and the mistress is 33. So apparently, when Wendy Williams went to a detox facility in Florida, he brought the mistress down as well on vacation and she's posting pictures of them together and she's trying to give him ultimatums and he wants her he wants kevin which is wendy williams husband to leave her but he says i can't because she affords our lifestyle Mm -hmm. so for me it's just like for me it's a couple different things but just taking it from the perspective of i don't think i could it just Blows my mind of just how bold some of these women can be in being okay in being a mistress. And what you would want with a man who has to depend on his wife to supply and support your piece of lifestyle. Is he the manager for her? Is he? Apparently so. But like they have been saying that for years that like, and that's what Charlamagne was saying. It was just like her husband is very controlling. And people were saying that, you know, like allegations of abuse. And they were saying that like prior to her like fall and when she passed out or whatever it was, they were saying like he made the set very, very uncomfortable. So he was controlling everything. Like you weren't allowed to speak to Wendy. You had to speak to him. And that's something that Charlamagne was saying from back in the day. And that's kind of where they're falling out. And he was just like, I understand where Wendy stands was because that's her husband. But he's blocked a lot of things for her and people don't want to work with her because of her husband. And then the mistress, I think she's 33 years old. And for me, I don't know. I believe in the union of marriage. And I believe karma is very real. And I don't believe you should be sleeping with no married man. Personally, I don't care if they're separated. I don't care if they're not on the best of terms or anything like that. But the fact that she's posting it online and knowing that the woman has gone ahead and she slipped back into her addiction, she slipped back into her addiction um, is bothersome to me. And as a woman... God forbid something happens to Wendy. I feel like some of that would be the blame on me. That I'm contributing to her misery. So what about the husband? Well, him I too. feel like anytime cheating or scandals go like go on, I feel like we as women and we as a community, we always go to the woman well. She knew and mm-hmm. this and this and that. Mm-hmm. He knew. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's in that relationship. Nasty nigga. He's the one that's doing all of that. So I think he needs just as much energy being thrown at him yeah. as well. Why not just divorce her and take your management money and go do what you got to do? Because I know Wendy got a lot of things going on. She got a clothing line that's like I on bet HS- you his name is on, on, H- is on all of them. On HSN. She got a TV show. Does she still have her radio? No, not her radio show. No. But Wendy makes a lot of money. Yeah. I just, and I guess that's for me, it's just like, why not just, but I guess he said like why he couldn't divorce her was because like that, 
she keeps the cash flow coming in. And, and I just get spousal support. I just don't. Wendy, as much as she talks about people, like you never want to see anybody go through something like that. But I hope and I pray that Wendy, you know, is starting to. That she has some people in her corner who are like, genuinely there for her. And, right, like, and not for like, her money. This is not okay. Like right. you need to get out of this. Because you go nine and a half years being sober. Mm-hmm. And then you slip back into that. And to the point where you have to go to a detox center and then you're not back at home. You Mm -hmm. are in a sober living facility. So to me, that's just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like by her letting everybody know that she was at a detox facility, that's her way of trying to get ahead of the story. Of course. That's a good PR move. Get ahead of the game, right. That's a good PR I wish her the best. I wish her the best because I know she's been going through a lot with her husband and just different things. And Uh he's disgusting. And the whole situation is just bad. Just leave her if you're not happy. Yeah. So I had a question. So you don't watch This Is Us, right? No. (sighs) I'm not going to go there with you. But my favorite couple on there, Beth and Randall, um, the black couple for y'all who don't know. So real quick. Randall has decided to take a political office position. He is a councilman. And Beth was let go from her job. And it was essentially because of her being a black woman. They didn't want to say it. So she was helping him out with his campaign. And his political career was causing issues in their marriage. And she finally wanted to get back into work. And she wanted to do something for herself. Mm -hmm. So she had a love of dancing. And now she's a dance teacher. So he wanted her. He got upset she started this new job and the ladies wanted her to go out to dinner or whatever it was and celebrate and just, they wanted to commend her. And then him as a councilman, he now has these political parties that he has to attend in dinners. So he got upset because he thought that she wasn't going to come to the, to the dinner. So he leaves her voicemail. He's cussing her out. You're so selfish, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Beth shows up. So the entire time they're at dinner, he's trying to get her phone to, to delete, delete the it. message. Whole time though, at the end of the dinner, she walks out. She says, "I heard your message." So it made me think. Being that you are married, and even if you weren't married, would you personally put, or have you personally put, your wants and needs aside for your husband's aspirations, or maybe not even him, just in general, always in any relationship, always. I'm so when we first started the podcast and I said I had seven kids right that's what it feels like because I carry everybody's load mm-hmm. so their problems are my problems yeah. and and I try to uplift them so they can go and do whatever they want to do so once my mom passed away and I couldn't deal with it anymore I fell into depression mm-hmm so then I recently started seeing a therapist and she based not she kind of just showed me that I need to live for myself mm-hmm. and stop holding on and trying to do everything for everybody. Right. And that was Beth's story. So that's pretty much how I feel. And I feel like a lot of women do it, but it's more so in the black community. Yeah. Because us as women and as moms and as caregivers, that's just what we've always We've always saw. 
Right. We saw our mother take on more than she can chew. Right. So we can go and be this ballet dancer or we want to be a cheerleader or we want to play football or, right. you know, that's just something that we do. Right. I think it's, and it's not even because Beth is, Beth is black, but I really like, I look at Beth and I'm like, oh my God, like that is me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like not even just in relationships, but I think I agree with you. Like a lot of time as women, we are that unofficial therapist for people, for mm-hmm. our friends, for our family. We happen to step in sometimes and we have to be that caregiver for other people. We have to be that listening ear. And I think sometimes like we love and we care for people so much that at the end of the day, and we're so busy worrying about everybody else, but at the end of the day, we have nothing left to give ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I definitely, and I can say that like for myself also, like when it comes to starting this podcast, it was just like, I need to just do something for myself. Like, it was always just, like, I put it on the back burner. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Like, I have this Mm. going on. I have that going on. Mm. And I thank God that, you know, we crossed paths for you to just be like, nah, like, sis, like, let's do this. And I just think to, like, I know women personally in my life who I know they've put things on the back burner for men, Mm -hmm. for people in their family. And then it's just like you turn around and it's just like time has, like, where has time gone? Right. And you sit down and you ask them, well, what do you want to do? And it's just like, where is my identity outside of my children? Mm-hmm. Where is my identity outside of being out a of wife, work, of school, of being a wife, of being a friend? I'd be like, where and what do I do for myself? And I feel like a lot of times I'm like, and it's crazy because like, I am that person where like, if. If you need something, bet I got you. But I've definitely had moments where I've sat down and I've said to myself, damn, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exhausted because I did anything for myself. I got to come home and still figure out. And I didn't have time to clean up or do whatever it is that I wanted to do because I was worried about everybody else. And I think to myself, like, I think about the woman who are married to politicians. I think of, like, Michelle Obama reading her book and, like, in some parts of it, you know, it was like she tried to ha- she had to have her identity outside of being the president's wife. Wife, mm-hmm. you know, and thinking of women in the olden days, like you were known as Mrs. Josh, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think of women who marry into these relationships where your husband is a political figure or he's a celebrity, things like that. Like it's hard to like. Find your identity out of that. And Lala was saying, um, she's married to Carmela Anthony, and I just read something she said. She said, you know, she really struggled with being labeled as Carmelo's wife. Basketball wife. Basketball she wife. She didn't want that label. Right. She didn't want that label. And I think of, like, Aisha Curry. And mm-hmm. although she gets up my nose, I do get tired of seeing her. I love you know, her. And maybe, you know what? No. Maybe I get tired of seeing her because she's only been to me labeled as Steph, Steph Curry's wife. wife. You know? And... I think when I saw that episode, I was just like, and I think sometimes like with men specifically, I don't think sometimes that men realize how much women sacrifice. Mm-hmm. We sacrifice at work, you know, and making sure that males feel comfortable. So sometimes we suppress maybe how we're feeling about things because we don't want to make them feel uncomfortable because God forbid we're having an off day. It's, you know, are you feeling okay? Are like, you on your period? Are you on your period type of thing? Or, you know, if you do have kids or whatever it is, like you want to be mindful, like 
Like you didn't just work eight hours as well, but you got to come home and take care of the kids. And for them, they've done their eight hours. Oh, I'm done. I'm ready to go to bed. But as women, I see a lot of times, like, you know, we step up and we just suck it up and we do it. All the time. All the time. So I decided last year that I'm going to take more time for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure out who I am again because I am that I am that woman that got married that had kids and lost herself in trying to uplift and encourage and be this powerful person for everybody else right. where I lost a sense of myself. Right. So with that being said, I kind of started a YouTube channel just uh, to do boop, boop. <laughs> just to do something fun for myself because that was my chance to be creative. I love being creative. Right. I absolutely hate being stuck behind like in a cubicle wall. Right. I love to just be able to be myself. And you're more than a mom. Exactly. And I think that's where I was stuck. I was stuck in, the, in well, what are my kids going to do? And who's going to watch my kids? And, and, and where is this coming from? And what am I going to do about this? I took a girl's trip for my birthday mm. to the Dominican Republic. And I didn't care who's watching my kids. I mean, I cared. <laughs> of course, I they cared. They were in good hands. They, were in good, they, they were, were in good hands. hands. But... <clears throat> I felt like I was lost. So I still have these conversations with my husband because I, I felt like he's lost. Mm-hmm. He's lost himself because unfortunately he works two jobs mm-hmm. and I don't want him to think that I don't appreciate him. Cause I do. Right. So when he says, Oh, I want to go do this. Bye. Yeah. Go do it. But you need that though. And I right. think it's people like not even just women, but I think you need to figure out, and this is what I say to people like who always say like, oh my gosh, I want to be in a relationship. Da, da, da. You need to know who you are because it's very easy to, to lose you, yourself. To lose yourself in the sense that like, I want to make sure, and when you love someone, you want to make sure that they're good. Mm-hmm. But I have come to learn that I can't be effective for my partner if I myself am not happy. I can't be happy for you if I'm not happy. Exactly. And I had to learn that and sometimes that means like, you know, like sometimes like, I need to get away. I need to just go see my girls or I need to get away and get my nails done or just sit in the house or just take a drive. I need to do something for myself. So that's when I got back into like, okay, let me try. Maybe I'll try this yoga class or maybe I'll try this workout class, whatever it is, just to do something for myself. And like my little piece of Alex is just when we get to sit down every week and we get to do our podcast. Like that is my, like, that's my Alex time. I don't have to worry about I mean, it's work, but it's not like work, work. Right. I don't have to have it be a situation where it's stressful. And I think a lot of times when we get into these relationships and as we get on in life, as like our parents get older, as family issues arise, as work happens, we get so stuck in the day to day of what we have to do in our responsibilities mm-hmm. that it's very easy to lose yourself. So watching with Beth and Randall, I was like, oh my gosh, like all Randall is thinking about in that moment is himself. You didn't ask her, how did that go? Or because you put your career on the back burner to make sure that the family was good and to make sure that I was good. But at the end of the day, she was left with nothing. And you thought you was about to send me no message like that. You need to watch the show, I say. I do. Don't, okay. So I was watching it at first. And then I couldn't remember when it came on. So I was like, eh, fuck it. You know what though? When I first watched it, I binge watched. I binge watched it. So 
that's how I found out. And I kept seeing everybody. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, my God, I need more. So now I've gotten to the routine of, okay, it's coming on this day and this time. I, you want to know what show I'm addicted to? And I've binged watched it, like, at least four times already. What? Jane the Virgin. My other best friend watched. She loves that show. I love that show. Love it. Is so it much. a comedy? Like, what is it? It's it's like a comedy and it's like romance. Dramedy. And drama. So com comedy, romance, drama. If that's what you're looking for, Jane of Virgin is it. I love it. Is it a 30 minute show or is it an hour show? It's forty five minutes to an hour. Okay, so I'm gonna have to Hulu it. Yes. It I is, keep hearing I it. I freaking love that show and I'm so excited it's coming back on. I keep hearing that. Like me and Josh, we sat in the house one weekend. And oh, that's y'all show. Watched, binge watched it again. Because he was, he texted so me. He was like, "I miss Jane the Virgin." I said, "Nigga, I do too." <laughs> I just thought Aww. it was me. Do y'all like, binge watch any other shows? Yeah, we're getting in the habit of binge watching a lot of shows. Um, I'm getting ready to start watching. Is it Station Nineteen? It comes on. Um, think what is it? Thursdays. Or something like that. On a Girl, I don't know. TGIF. I don't, I don't, is that still come on? Yeah. On ABC has, or something? Yeah, and it has um How to Get Away with Murder in the lineup. Oh, T- okay, okay, okay. ABC's. Okay. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm getting ready to binge watch that. Because I thought it, it looked interesting. So, I'm into like a lot of action stuff. What else have we? We binge watched a lot of stuff. Colleen and I have been watching. Well, it just where there are only two episodes in, but. Now I listen to the podcast, the Adenon Syed story, that documentary. Um, we Insecure is our show. This is us. And this is it. us is how Kumai actually proposed to me. Um, so that show will always hold a place in my heart. Uh, but I'm trying to get him on board to watch Game of Thrones because April 14th. Wait, I thought he was watching. No. But... Don't be asking no goddamn questions. Side note, if anybody wants to have a Game of Thrones watch party and invite me over, (laughs) I'm excited. Look, I'm down too. Okay? Okay. Because a lot of things go over my head when I'm watching it, and I need to be around people who are of sound mind and who understand what's going on, okay? So I just wanted to make note of that. Game of Thrones is my shit. Anything else for us? Oh, so Walmart might be getting... Find with a nice, nice, nice lawsuit. Oh, yes. I saw that with Candy Burris and the wigs. Yes. Asia. Yes, Lord. So we can move past that now that we don't said that. Okay. Um, Warner else? Brothers CEO Kevin Chichang has stepped <laughs> down. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> has stepped down after being um, alleged with sexual misconduct. So he stepped down. Wait, who was this? What what's his name? His name is Kevin Shishon. Let me see. Is it like syllables and stuff? Tiaraha. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin T. Kevin T. So Kevin T is is uh stepping down from Warner Brothers. A student passed away from self-inflicted gunshot wounds at uh Lake Mary's High School in Florida. I saw that. And then all of the rest of the stuff that I had was just about Michael Jackson. So apparently Michael Jackson's kids might get together. They're and suing. The two victims. 
and I use air quotes because I'm not sure, from the uh, Leaving Neverland documentary. I saw that they're not suing for money. They're suing for, like, defamation, and they're not allowed to talk about the case anymore. And they want, like, a public apology. Yep. All right. I mean, they, first of all, I'm pretty sure Michael Jackson left them kids a whole bunch of money. So I'm not suing your ass for money. I want you to fix my father's um, legacy. You over here destroying shit. So going off with that, um, Indianapolis Children's Museum has removed Michael Jackson's memorabilia. Memorabilia. Thank you. I was struggling with that word. Memorabilia. Yes, memorabilia. So they removed it because of the documentary. That's tough. There, I mean, you can't have these allegations that are alive and we got you posted up in here. But then it makes me think of like the Cosby thing, although Cosby was accused of what he was. Are y'all colleges going to give back all that money that Cosby gave y'all? No. Of course Okay, not. then. So I just... The man is dead. He's not here to tell his side of the story. The man is so dead. Just let him be. And which it which goes back to my point of I don't like to speak on the dead. Exactly. Um, just let him be. Yeah. And I still refuse to watch the doc. I don't want to see the documentary. I <laughs> Girl, don't. you ain't missing nothing. Stop. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I don't. You don't, don't want to see it. But speaking of dead, um, us is coming out. So let's support Jordan Peele. Yeah. Um, let's have it be a biggest box office success as Get Out was. I plan on seeing it tonight. This and evening. Black Panther. Yes. He didn't do that one. He didn't do that one, but that's but we okay. Want, we want to show up and show out. Our black directors. I am excited. I am prepared to be scared. I picked an earlier evening movie. Now, although 9 o'clock isn't that late, but I planned it so that I could come home and watch Fresh Prince so that I could sleep with no nightmares. So, I'm excited. Oh, guys, I have a music plug. And let me just say, first of all, okay, Trevor Jackson liked our music shout-out from Grownish, okay? And I screamed, okay? Now, he didn't repost you nothing like that, but... Look, like, we, we take what we can get we take what over we can here. Get, okay? Um, but this week's music plug, I have two of them. So Sammy um has a new album out and he has a song on there called Unlove You. I absolutely love it. I will make sure to post about it. And then my girl Portia, who I shouted out last week for her Cheryl Fitness women's workout line. Um and she is always putting me on a good music, so thank you to her. But there's a song by this man named Levin Kali. L-E-V-E-N, last name K-A-L-I, and the song is called Some Wrong. Not something, or something, some. Like, give me some Mm -hmm. wrong. Okay. Is that one word? Well, that's how I wrote it. Okay. Some wrong. But either way, guys, I will post it. Um, And that's all for me this week. Alright guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Nobody Famous. Make sure you follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter pages and make sure you give us five stars if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook as well. Alex always forgets. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you, make sure you check us out on Facebook, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. And bye. Bye, guys.
Yeah. <laughs>